Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Hey, love you. How you doing? I'm good. Good to see you. You're looking good. You look even better. Where's your deep V? <laughs> <laughs> babe, you made me almost spit out my coffee. I'm sorry. Um, I'm super excited about this week. You want to know why? <laughs> my favorite guy just started another podcast called Sunday Morning with Billy Huffman. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know what's so funny is I'm thinking right now, like, you would plan to say that, and you can never do it naturally, because we planned that you were going to, like, promo, promo the podcast. Like, I'm waiting for you to do it, and it's like taking you forever to do it. Yeah. Oh, man, I love it. Anyway. Yep. Sunday Morning Billy Huffman, you can catch that. It's on all streaming services, and it's really, you know what I think it is? It's just... I've been a preacher and a pastor for 23 years, and so it's kind of me just taking um, 20 minutes or less and and kind of just speaking from Scripture, and I think it always inspires us and encourages us. And I kind of love the idea that um, songwriters can say in four minutes what most preachers can't say in 40. And so I love to be able to just take 15 minutes and say what a lot of people can't say in 60. And so... Hopefully I'm doing that. You be the judge. Check it out. It's so good, babe. <laughs> hey, so good. I am so excited about today because we have guests with us in Coffee Talk Studios. Yeah, we do. Mr. David and Mrs. Jackie Taylor are with us. Hey, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. David, thank you. Jackie. We're All right. super excited. David and Jackie were with us um, just a couple <laughs> months ago at the live event. We did it. Many of you were there. Thank you for being there. It's packed out. It, it was, was at the last cathedral. month, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, last month. At, the ba- at Ballard. And um, we did a raffle and it was... Someone was going to host, they picked, and someone was going to host Coffee Talk with us, and you two won, which secretly, if I can be honest, I have been accused of rigging it, and I can neither confirm nor deny, (laughs) 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 Um, but we so have wanted to hang out with you guys. We just admire you. Um, We're very good friends with um, their daughter, Chelsea Taylor, who is the great Chelsea Taylor. Who helped us have the dream trip of our life in Europe? Yes, she did. And so, and um, just admire. So, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to be here with you. We're excited. Um, okay, so there's so many things I want to talk about. Wait, okay, first of all, what? I, I, we have to establish their age a little bit. You don't have to actually give us the actual number, but I need the audience to know the the wealth of wisdom okay, that's well, sitting well, on the is, other side of the room. On, let's go here. with this. How many years have you guys been married? 38. It'll be 39 this year. Wow. 39 okay, years. Okay, how young were you when you got married? 12. <laughs> well done. We have something in common. Yeah. She was 12, I was 23. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I had you permission. Practically yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had Her permission. on the papers. <laughs> I will just say that we're over the 60-year-old. Wow. Okay, can I just say, amazing. you are the coolest, right? hippest, <laughs> greatest, and I can say grandparents, recently yes. grandparents. Yes. That's Hello. true. 39 years. Honestly, I, I can only, I don't, I, can, I don't think I can <clears> count on two hands as many people that I know personally that have been married 39 years or longer. Yeah. It's just kind of a lost art. Mm-hmm. We certainly have to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Um, what's For the sure. secret? <laughs> you know, it's um, an art, like you said. It's hard, you said? <laughs> it's an art. It's an art. It's an art, And yeah. it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the way you Movie. say things yeah. right come on. off so naughty. I was going to say challenging, Jen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, challenging. <laughs> okay, so your, your children are <clears throat> Chelsea, Mackenzie mm-hmm. and AJ, mm-hmm. correct. And mm-hmm. then, and, and did I miss anyone? Mm-mm. Well, and James is part of of, of uh, the family. Mackenzie, James is your son. Yeah, he's our son. Yeah, shout so out to James. He's, okay, he's part of our family. And then your your grandson is Crew. Crew. What a cute name! Yes, yeah. um, Crew. 
first question that I have to get an answer to. Is grandparent school a real thing? And did you go? <laughs> yes and yes. It's a real thing? <laughs> it you, is. I, we didn't know it was a real thing, but it's a real thing that we attended. Okay. And, okay, and wait, I went back oh, up for a second. Man. You guys went to a grandparent yeah. class. Yeah. Yes. They offer them. And here's what I'll tell you. I, I think it was... It was a cool thing to do, actually, because they offer these, and what we found in attending it, there was probably about 40 other people in the class that were all different ages. A lot of them were the grandparents who were going to be the caretakers of their grandchildren. So a lot of, so you think about that, and if it's been, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 years since you've raised a child, so much has changed, you know, when you hear about all these things and you don't know, well, why is there tummy time or why do we not lay them on their side anymore? Why do we lay them on their back? And so there was a lot of really good information that explained why things have changed. And I think it really helped us get a better, you know, idea of when, you know, we're babysitting crew or when we see that they do things differently, like why they do it. Yeah. And when, when, you know, our kids were little, I would hold their feet, you know, and like hang them upside down. Yeah, yeah you did. Yeah. And, and as roll you walk to work up. and uphill both ways. Yeah, and they yeah. and they had these babies, they look real, and I was doing that, and they said, no, you don't do that anymore. So, I okay, know. so I actually, I asked that question because I was going to make a lot of fun of it, but now that you're saying what you said, Jackie, I'm yeah. thinking like, I remember when our parents... When we had kids, they were like telling us how they did it. And any conflict that we ever had, mm-hmm. my parents did not go to grandparents' school. My dad would have punched me in the throat. I don't if think I they said that. that. They would literally have been offended for the rest of their lives. Um, but I remember him being like, here's how you do it. And like, we had to fight those battles mm-hmm. and we had to like, no, we're going to do it this way. And you actually don't, that, what you did back then isn't mm-hmm. the same. So I can yeah. see the benefit yeah. of that. Yeah. 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 It probably helps you avoid some conflict. Can, can I just totally. be really real for a moment? If my Judah like asked me to go to grandparents' school, I'm disowning him, just just for the right. <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> no, you won't. Okay. Mackenzie, they did not say that. My wife said that. Because the daughter-in-law, you will want to win over, and you will go. Amen. <laughs> say that. Um, can we say this? Just for just because we're going to get into this later, I want to talk to you about <clears throat> entrepreneurship and business. Just for the record, what do you what do you do? What do you both do for a living? Or what what is what is your career paths? Um, I've, um, I rep a clothing line and I've always worked for myself. And so for 30 something years, I've done that. I've been able to work at home, be kind of the girl boss and, um, do my own schedule, control that. And that's always been my passion. My dad was an entrepreneur. My brother was, my grandfather was. So I come from that line of just everybody kind of worked for themselves and found a way and found something to do. So that's awesome. awesome. That right there is inspiring. Yeah. God, Uh, I want to talk about that. I want to see the clothes after this. Like I'm excited now. Shopping. I mean, I know what it's like to be married to a woman like that. And I, you know, if gentlemen, if you're listening, you need to get you a sugar mama. (laughs) It's a thing. I'm trying to really work that right now. (laughs) So, so I can just kind of be the guy that schleps the clothes. And, yeah, I know that's so. not true. So David, but I but I've been in technology for my whole career. Your whole career, my whole career, and uh, now I I support uh, Amazon and work in streaming media, streaming video worldwide for Amazon Prime. Wow! Nice. So just a small company out there. Just yeah, a small just a little startup. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's great. And you've been doing that your whole career. Well, a lot of different roles okay. within the technology but industry. industry, but right yeah. now that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And you love it. It's good. Yeah. It's been good. That's awesome. Um, I would say this. Um, from <clears throat> afar, obviously, we feel like family with you because we know your daughter so much, and she's like family to us. And obviously, this isn't the first time we met. But from afar, one of the things that I have admired about you, 
both of you is just your ability to live so genuinely, even when you're talking right now. Like, and that comes through. You can't fake that. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is something that um, I just, I honestly it's don't think it can be, and I don't think right? it can be faked. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can fool people for a bit. And I think you can tell a lot about people looking at their marriages and looking at their kids. And I think kids is the telltale. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids are grown now. They're all adults, right? Your youngest is your son? Yes. Yeah. How old is AJ? He'll be 28 in 28, March. yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> shockingly, if you were sitting in the studio and looking at these two, they look like they it's are in amazing. their 30s. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, we should talk about Botox. Cheers, baby. Or what the Cheers, babe. Cheers, babe. Cheers, babe. You guys are <laughs> killing it. Um, how do you have a 28-year-old? That's your youngest. That's your I think that's the thing I've admired most is just For your sure. genuine living. Can I? So here's my question. My first question to get us started is that something, and it's I've seen it in your kids. I don't know your other two, you know, children as well, but in Chelsea, it's just undeniable. And she's she's her own woman. I get that she's probably made her, but there's you. There has to be credit given to parents. Can I ask you this question? Um, being parents of a 20 year old, 19 year old, and a 15 year old now, is that something that you were intentional about as you raised your children? Were there certain things you did? to breed just this authentic authenticity or was it something that was more caught like it was just who you model, were like yeah. it's kind of like caught versus taught like some things people just catch because it's who you are or were there things specifically mm-hmm. that you did to to raise just genuine authentic children um i mean i would say yes from the standpoint of truth and honesty and integrity i mean those are always kind of staples in the family yeah. <clears throat> Even to this day. And, you know, I can think of lots of situations with the kids, especially during high school years, where, you know, they're exploring and, and getting involved in different things. things Chelsea's that, smoking the weed and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, all that stuff, you know, <laughs> and to be honest and yeah. transparent. And let's let's deal with whatever it was, but in a very real, honest and open way, because we have challenges as human beings that, you know, within the context of who we are in as created beings, Right. We've, we, we try stuff, we do stuff, some of it's good, some of it's not so good. Let's be open about it, let's address it you know, face on or directly when it's not exactly who we wanna be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I would say that you know, those are things that we, we've talked about for many, many years. So when it came to tough things like you know, things that the, the rebellion or whatever it is that all kids go through, <clears throat> teenagers, you sure. weren't passive about it. You would, you would, would you confront it head on? You talk oh, about it openly. Absolutely, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I can remember even, I mean, I was really um, into James Dobson, you know, when I was a really young mom and just like loved his books. I remember we had a a family contract with our kids in the very beginning and it was written out and it was just who we are kind of as a mission statement as a family, what we'll be about and what the consequences will be if you do this. And and the main thing was always, I know, being honest, you know, it was um, being kind, you know, loving, taking care of things because God had given us things, our home, our toys, whatever. And, but I remember the lying was a big deal and I remember in the contract we didn't say yet what the consequence would be we sat down as a family and we'd have a meeting and say what do you think and you know and it's so interesting how you know the kids were like oh well I guess if we lied we should like we shouldn't be allowed to go out of the house for like a year and they like, came oh. up with their own they did yeah. and, and then we would back Brilliant. it down of course yeah. so then it yeah. was like not so bad and um and so we had that up on the refrigerator remember yeah. forever and then as they got older or we had another kid then we kind of tweaked it and changed it and the consequences changed you know to where we, you know we always tried to also fit what happened 
to what the consequent was. So it so that it made sense. Like it wasn't like we're just going to take um, based on the severity, TV away right? the TV away from you. You right. know because maybe they weren't even into TV. So we always kind of made it fit. Like when they did something, I remember once they were doing prank calls. One of the kids, I won't say who, oh, man. was doing prank calls on a neighbor. <laughs> and um, so what we did was we made them go door to their home, and they had to they had oh. to write an apology letter, and then they had to stay there, and then they had to read their apology letter to the the, the you know the parents you know right. that they had done that to so we just tried to always make that consequence fit the I love that know, yeah thing. and honesty you know that's obviously <clears throat> one of the themes of this podcast is the whole truth nothing but the truth if you can't be honest with yourself mm-hmm. who can you be honest with I think that speaking of marriage being a lost art I think honesty is a lost art unless parents are committed <clears throat> to I mean, I'll go as far as say like forcing children to be honest. Mm-hmm. And when they're dishonest, like mm-hmm. confronting it in the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's human right. nature, right? It's human sure. nature. Babe's back. Capone was acting up. The dog was <laughs> in here. here. Yeah, he, he had a cameo yeah. appearance. He's, he's good. Um, but I would say, Jen, one of the things I would agree, like when it came to raising our kids, they're still, I mean, Serenity is still four, 15. Um, lying is probably the, I think I would say lying and disrespect mm-hmm. yes. um, are yeah. probably the two things for us that are just like, and when I say lying, like deceit, mm-hmm. any type of deception, it's just like, there's just no room for it. Right. Because yeah. I think if we allow that to breed, right. um, that just follows us in yeah. life, right? Yeah. And I think you're you're spot on when you said you just dealt with it head on. Mm-hmm. is such, such a great um, insight because honestly, by God's grace, is what we did yeah. every mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And um, the small things and the big things because we knew those little things would become bigger later if we didn't address it yeah. mm-hmm. right away. But not in a way that they just got disheartened. Mm-hmm. But, right. And they responded. Most kids are going to respond. Yeah. Yeah. But we got to start it young yeah. and, and do, it, yeah. do it consistently. Well, yeah, we don't lose the love factor when we discipline. Right. Absolutely. Or we yeah. align, we put rails in place. It's all for the love factor. Absolutely. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, if you don't put those rails in place, that's neglect, right? And that's a form right. of abuse. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, I and mean, I've watched the point. movies where the kids like, I wish my dad would. I mean, I don't, I've never mm-hmm. known anyone like this, but you know, I wish my dad would just hit me, so at least I know he knows I'm alive. Right. You know, and that's probably mm-hmm. very I real. Think most kids are, are not well and very rebellious because of neglect. Right. You mean the kids that are? The kids that are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The not kids, most kids. The kids that are, you know, rebellious mm-hmm. or you know, really not doing well is. You could probably lead it back to neglect mm-hmm. somewhere in their, their life. They want the attention. Right. Yep. Yeah. They yeah. need it. Yeah. Okay. So here's a question I have for you. You've been parents for how long? Th- thir- 30. 30. Oh, well, well, now you're. Years. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I'm, you know where you're going. You see what I'm doing? Chelsea, I'm trying to protect you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You don't have to answer. She already you can she's in her 30s, obviously. Yeah. You can either confirm nor deny. Um, um, if you could go back and tell your yourselves, just starting out as parents, one piece of advice. Now that you've raised your children, they're wonderful, they're successful, they're people of integrity and honor. Mm-hmm. If there's anything you could go back and tell your, you know, what were you in your mm-hmm. 30s, like tell those, your 30-year-old parents, tell yourself, what would it be? Is there one piece of advice like, hey, what would you tell them? Um, gosh, you know, I don't know that there is just one thing because it always okay. seems like there's so many things <clears throat> that, you know, there isn't one thing that, you know, you could just take and do and then like magic happens. But um, there's just a lot of things. I think watching our kids now raise a grandbaby, be parents, I think what's so key is that they keep their relationship close. Because I feel like... Their relationship as husband and wife. As husband and wife. Because I feel like um, the kids see that and that's modeled. And then that breeds 
them wanting that same thing. So they go after really quality people and friends because they see what they've seen in their parents. And I also think that we've seen friends who raised kids for 20-something years through school, and then literally they looked at each other like strangers and were like, I don't even know who you are anymore. And so Mm -hmm. they were done. They raised their kids, and now they were walking away from their marriages, Christian and non-Christian. And I feel like when I think about raising kids, they're awesome and there's challenges and, you know, there's lots of things that you have to change and do and each kid's different and you got to learn their style and kind of keep tweaking your parenting. But I still believe that like a key is the two of you started before the kids. So that has to stay Mm -hmm. always priority and they need to see that and they need to learn that, that they're important, but that this came first because ultimately... 20-something years later, you're back to just this, and you want this to be better than it was back then. And And that's sometimes, I think, the best thing we can do for our kids, right, is is show them a good marriage. Mm -hmm. Did you say the same thing? Yeah, no, I I would agree. I mean, there's, you know, certainly all kinds of little things, love them more, um, you know, hang with them more, stay more involved, you know, just kind of the tactical, practical things, but I think that is key. Um, you know, I think for me, I, I don't think I can tell my kids how much, um, wow, <laughs> sorry, you, uh, you know, just how much you love them yeah. yeah, and how much you value them and how much of an influence, a positive influence that they could be in the world around yeah. them. Yeah, you know that they have to believe in that. Yeah. You know, and to just keep and instilling that, that. You know, early, yeah. early on. Yeah, all yeah, the years. yeah. But, but I, again, it goes back to this. Totally, it's got to stay in that. I mean, we have to stay valuing each other and respecting each other and loving each other and all that as well. Um, so. I mean, I'm very physical with Jen, and my dad never. <laughs> Random. Really? That's what I talk about. That's back. what I thought too. That, you started yeah. tearing up, and I just want to talk about <laughs> physical in my life. No, but I, I was I was going on because I watched my parents. My dad never taught me like, "Hey, kiss your wife this many times, yeah, yeah. Um, show your wife affection." I just watched him do it to my mom, yeah. And it just to me, it was like that was normal. I'll never forget. There was one time I was super disrespectful to my mom. I think I told her to shut up. Um, yeah, you did. If you're listening, you're like, "What's the big deal?" Well, okay, and my house telling your mom to shut up word. is a death wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad, he was on me so quick. I was 16, mm. and I'll never forget. <laughs> He looked at me. I thought he was going to... My wife, my mom actually screamed. She's like, Thomas! You know, like, don't, <laughs> don't, kill don't hurt your son. And at this point, I was bigger than my dad. It didn't matter. I mean, he had me. And he said to me, he's like, he goes, boy, that is not your mother you just disrespected. That's my wife. Yeah. And that never left me. And, you know, he, and I realized, like, my dad, like, I know my dad loved me. And yeah. he, he was a great father. Yeah. But make no mistake, I knew beyond shadow of doubt. And there, it brought such a confidence. I have literally yeah. said that to both my sons yeah. in the yeah. course of their lives. Like, because yeah. I'm like, that's not just your mom. Right. Like, that's my wife. That's the woman I love the yeah. most mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, mm-hmm. that gives kids a lot of security. Yeah, you're right. I mean, again, that goes back to the value. Yeah. You know? And we're, we were smiling because we have the exact same thing. And if you ever meet with Mackenzie and spend some time with her, you can talk to her about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. 39 years, um, 38, 37, exactly. Okay. Um, you've been married. What do you fight about the most? What have you fought about the most in Throughout marriage? all these years. This is what I really want to know. Yeah. You know, it's interesting <laughs> because um, we've had this conversation before because we lead young marrieds and um, right. pre-marriage. Yeah. And, um you mentor, about, you mentor, you yeah, mentor married yeah, couples, yeah. yeah. And well. we talk about, you know, conflict and all that. And so we laugh. And, you know, um, I, I'll say this first, um, that it has the word X in it. 
And so again, then oh, instantly we go to sex, about right? the nasty? But here's the deal. It, Let's it talk is, you brought this up. It, I, yes. Let me finish my comment. Honest conversation. Let me finish it. I guess. So it does have the word X in it. But it's Sex. expectations. It's expectations. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> look at me! I jumped to the naughty <laughs> thing. I literally. Darn it. Yeah. We want to talk about sex right now. <laughs> you, hey, you led me into that. I did. I did. But yes. here's the thing, because we think about it, yeah. and I think what we. Well, I'll speak for myself, and then David, you could say. But I think when I think about all the, all the years of marriage and fights, and um, early on, and even you know now, if we have a conflict. I remember, th- you know, whether it was sex, money, whatever the issue was, it always seemed like yeah. the bottom line was is that it was something that I was expecting him to do for me or it was something he was expecting me to do for him. So it could could, could be anything. It could, you know, it could be sex. It could be, you know, wow. cleaning. It could be serving. It could be whatever it was, taking care of the kids more, helping me more, spending more time with me, dating me more, whatever. There was always an expectation. And it took me years to figure out like we would we circle this thing all the time, and then we kind of I think when we peel back the onion, we would always come down to okay, what is the underlying cause here? And it would be someone's expectation yeah. that they had on the other person. Wow. So that was our huge aha to us. And I feel like now, you know, when we disagree or argue about something, it's quick to unpeel the onion real fast right. to kind of go, what's the expectation? And then we can be honest about it and realize it's not. He needs to do more of this or this or this, or I need to do more and more. It's something that I have on him. And I used to think, well, no, I just prefer if you do that. And then I would think, okay, if I'm just preferring, then why am I angry? Wow. So my anger showed me that it was more an expectation. So if I just prefer, like if I you know, want him, I prefer that he, I don't know, does something for me and I'm kind about it and there's no argument, then it truly is just, I just prefer you would do this. Yeah. But if I'm mad, and we're fighting or vice versa, then that is my cue. Like, okay, this is an expectation that I have on him and it is my issue mm. and it is not on him and it's not fair. And wow. that's... Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's... You nailed it. Really I literally feel like it. I'm sitting in a master class yeah. right now. Like, hey, <laughs> you should pay us money for giving you this content. That's incredible. David, yeah. anything that you could possibly well, no, add to I mean, that? Not, not a whole lot other than the fact that, you know, the two shall become one is a is a is a strange thing oh are you referencing sex now yeah i just want to talk about sex not yet billy but no but i mean you know there's there's a thing there's a dance and and, you know you have to give each other the space to be who you are and yet know that god's doing a work in you to tighten it up and tighten it up and tighten it up and it takes time yeah and so you know again that you know you're you're um, example analogy uh, w- was perfect because those are the the bedrock of where we cha- where we're challenged. Wow, they, they really are. I mean, so. that is it's just cash money. I mean, the key and that's I'm, as, as you this, as you guys are sharing that. I'm wait, like, what's why why we fight? Expectations. Absolutely. I expected this. You expected that. Like, yeah. you like to fight, but we sure love. Babe, to our make marriage just got better. Yeah. <laughs> our expectations are going to lead to we sex expectations. So hard. <laughs> hey, let's talk about some sex expectations. All right. Um. Okay. Let's let's change gears here. Okay. This is brilliant. Gosh, we need to bring you back because we could go on forever. Yes. I want to get to. You're both two. very obviously. The key thing I think is your love for each other after all these years. Mm. Your children still love to hang out with you. Mm. I don't. Yeah. Honestly, I want to be like you mm. when I get to be fifty, <laughs> <laughs> like you are. Um. That's that to me. I think are just the most important things. Like your faith, 
who you are, your reputation. You've crushed those things. You've also both been really good as entrepreneurs in the business world, very successful. You're kind of a whole package deal. I know there's always stories that we have, and um, I would love to know if you could if you could speak to some of the young entrepreneurs now that are listening, um, and you could say like whatever you do don't do this. Mm-hmm. Or if you could give them advice, like <clears throat> make sure you do this. When it comes to being successful, we talked about like the most important things, which is mm-hmm. our character and integrity and marriage yeah. and love and children. But when it comes to business, when it mm-hmm. comes to, you said you've always worked mm-hmm. for yourself, you've always made a way. Mm-hmm. David, obviously you've been in an industry and been very successful for, for decades, in fact. So what would be some of those? Like if you were to say, hey, whatever you do, don't do this or make sure you do this. Is there anything that you would, any bit of advice you'd give them? Well, I think that, you know, the way that we live our lives, even outside of our work life, the the two are the same. So when you integrate Mm -hmm. those things that you just mentioned about integrity and doing what's right and, and, you know, honesty and all that, that's all transferable in business. Mm -hmm. I think people see that, you know, I, at least for me, I try to be genuine with my customers. I'm not trying to force anything. I'm trying to be a, a... a servant, if you will, mm-hmm. a servant leader, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, and if I can bring a solution, I want to do that for them. If there's not, then that's okay. But in all, in the context of everything that I do, it's no different than what I do in my personal life and with my kids and with my wife. I want that to come over in, in business, in my, yeah. re, in my relationships mm-hmm. with my customers. Many of my customers have become my friends over the years. Wow. Just because wow. we connect and there's truth and there's honesty and there's integrity and you know, God's influence and the Holy Spirit's influence in my life, it, 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 it all moves over there. I think, too, you know, and, and again, maybe zeroing in on the integrity piece, because integrity means do what's right. Wow. Do what's right for them. Do what's right for if you're representing the business. Just do what's right. And um, and the long run, that plays out. That's, absolutely. That's how yes. you win. And, and, and people it. see that. That's where your reputation is. Then they can, they, they can look at you and go, I trust that guy. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, people want to do business with people that they trust. I was listening to a guy named Gary Vee. Um, I can't really recommend his podcast because he drops the F-bomb a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But he did say this one thing. He said, he's a billionaire, I think. But he goes, they said, if you could, if you could ask one question to all your clients, what would it be? He answered without even blinking. He goes, how can I help? And mm-hmm. they said, why? He's like, because I care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought, like, there's a reason yeah. this man mm-hmm. is succeeding mm-hmm. in life. Because right. there's no more things like, how can I it's help? It's not just about why? him. Why? Yeah. Because right. I care. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. I just think what you're saying, just, man... That resonates with me. Yeah, for sure. I think too, from the from the standpoint of business, for young people, it, I think it's really important to put yourself around other, in my case, men, you know, good men, quality men, people that have been in the industry and business and can help coach you. Mm. I think that's important to have a circle of support mm. and a circle of care and a circle of wisdom to be able to you know be accountable to as you go. Um, that helps develop us that. as young people. Yeah, love that. Jackie, what about what about you as an entrepreneur, kind of mm-hmm. working for yourself your whole life? I actually didn't mm-hmm. realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and I just had to find a way, and so that's what I did. Um, I, I mean, to, to David's point, I think you know everything is is I would ditto that. I think the things that I <clears throat> noticed is number one, um, the, the the perseverance part. You know, like just like in yeah. your marriage, you just yeah. you don't quit. You know, and I think that. You know, you just, when things get tough or things are hard or, you know, I think sometimes, you know, you just kind of go through these valleys and it's just easy for 
the younger generation, I think, to just kind of quit, you know, and just, you know, instead of going through that time and realizing that, you know, um, there's something amazing that could happen that's beyond it, but you just miss it because you just keep quitting. So I think there's that. And I think um, the idea about serving, I've always felt like, you know, I mean, even if someone's in sales, you know, it's like if you serve, if you're, if you're serving, then, you know, and it's just your passion, whatever it is, you could be, selling makeup, you know, or whatever. But I mean, if that's your thing and that you're serving others to help people, I think, go for it. Um, and I do think that, um, oh, I was going to say something about, um, oh, I kind of lost it's it. So good, but though. you know what I loved? You said perseverance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think yeah. the thing that I'm not, you know, as old and mature as you guys are yet. But I think that oh, for, that's kind of an for, insult compliment. Forty years. <laughs> I know you meant that in a good I, way. Came I, off I'm old. not as I mature. Took it as good. I'm not as old. I'm not as mature. Yeah. Um, but I would say consistency. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. wins. Yeah. yeah. And that means when you're on the mountaintop, oh, it's beautiful, yeah. right? And then yeah. when you're in the valley, yeah. you got to still be consistent. Yeah. But yeah. that gets you back to where you need to go. Yeah. And, and um, you know, I was just at the gym, you know, trying to hit the gym like out of the new year consistently. And it was which just, it's packed, by the way. Yeah, it's packed Dear right Lord. now, right? Yeah. By, yeah. by Give it April, another two it's weeks. Not. Yeah, right. Um, but you know, I was just thinking to myself, like all my life, I've just did something consistently physically mm-hmm. it, at times it was maybe ballet or maybe it was weightlifting whatever it was but in the end being 40 mm-hmm. I feel amazing yeah. because mm-hmm. I've done something active it could play out in anything in our life mm-hmm. just even with business I mean, starting totally. a brand new branch to my business sure. mm-hmm. it's like okay here we go it's just the consistent yeah. Yeah. perseverance yeah. Yeah. and yeah. it's just, that's the stuff we don't really want to hear all no. the time it's yeah. not sexy it's not it's yeah. not yeah. in the faith world they talk about long suffering and my best definition for long suffering is suffering for a long time okay you don't get to where you are in life as successful as you are without a few losses mm. i want to talk about rejection for a second mm-hmm. um messing up i'm not not, not morally but like in business because we're mm-hmm. kind of on that bank how have you learned to handle rejection? Because you've had to take a few or L's. Failure. You've had to, yeah, yeah, you've had to lose a few times. You can't win the way you're winning without mm-hmm. losing. Sure. What has helped you get through rejection? You know, um, betrayal, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you tried, you failed. Mm-hmm. Your business didn't make money. Relationships you, that you had didn't work out. You got fired from a job. What yeah. are some of the things that have helped you over these years to really navigate through rejection and keep going? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to speak first because I feel like David is really a master and has kind of, uh, does that a lot better than I, I do it. I am more feeling ish. I take it more personal. I don't like the conflict, you know, with customers or with team members or just with people in business. It's always harder for me and I take it a little more personal. So I think I've learned over the years though, not to David's helped me that way to kind of be able to separate who I am. And I think part of it is knowing who I am, you know, and sort of like knowing who God says I am. So when I'm kind of like grounded in that, I can handle, you know, people realizing that they're not all going to like me. Like, you know, that's okay, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't like, you know, everyone's hair color. I don't like everybody's choices either, but it doesn't mean that... um, somebody's attacking me or attacking my character. So I feel like I've learned to toughen up a little bit, you know, and to kind of put on God's armor a little bit and not just be a fall apart if somebody doesn't like me. And I've also learned to know that it's not about me all the time. You know, like it's so easy to just make everything about us and us and us. And I feel like I've learned Mm -hmm. in the years, like it's not about me. Sometimes what I'm going through is for someone else. And so, you know, God use me then. Like Mm -hmm. that's what we pray. You know, you, 
use me. And so if he's going to use me, um, then I need to be obedient to let him use me and realize that it's not about me. I don't have to make it about me. I want to make it about me, but I just feel like sometimes in lots of different things in life, not just in business, but it's not about us and everyone else is watching. And so I think about my team members, my kids, they all watch you, you know, we're all modeling all the time, you know, how we handle things. And so I think it's just important to kind of, you know, deal with that rejection. That's that's such a big perspective because it's so easy in life to just like bring everything down to just us and our little world. Mm -hmm. And it's so big it's like hey sometimes it's just not about and us. sometimes rejection is you can't figure out why it happened because right. it's not even about you it's right. the other person's exactly. got something going on right there's a business crisis right. and they're handling it maybe poorly negatively and it's affecting right. you. it's causing right. rejection and at the end of the day again it gets back to it's not about you right exactly. and we want to make it about us yeah <clears throat> yeah. yeah well you use the key, key words i think and it is perspective mm-hmm. right yeah. it really is your perspective and when it comes to business uh, to your point, Jen, it, it may not have anything to do with you. It may be three levels up, you know, with regards to the people that you're dealing with. And it may be that you need to go back in and ask other questions, right? You may have not gotten the deal because you didn't do your homework or you didn't prep or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So you learn and you go, okay, next time I'll do this differently. Or you learn different tools to be able to develop whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So and it's, it could be as simple as someone doesn't like your idea and you feel right. rejected. Yeah. You know, I heard someone say just a couple months ago that, you know, don't don't become negative when you don't understand, become curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it actually kind of guards you from becoming uh, a victim mentality right. or yes. feeling rejected so much. Right. Hey, it didn't work out. Be curious about why. Yeah. And don't right. take it personal. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think it's just stuff that we all have to figure out every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too it's believing to Jackie's point who we are. And, and, you know, as we have gotten, as we've aged a little bit, you know, you, you, your perspective um, strengthens from a positive perspective in terms of even how you're viewed and even how the people around you view you and love you. I love that. You know, you're not, you don't have to, I don't know, be bothered by things like that. You, cause you're, you're grounded in who you are mm-hmm. and you go, okay, well, if I miss the boat, okay, I missed the boat on that, but that doesn't change who I am. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change how I'm going to approach the next situation or person or deal or whatever. So. That's brilliant. And I was sitting with a friend today for breakfast. We're both in our forties. He's starting a new kind of thing in life. He's been successful and, and I, and I'm, you know, I'm, we're in a season where we're starting something new. And I remember saying to him, we we're talking about like, we're starting new, but it's not our first rodeo because we now mm-hmm. have, like when we started when we were 20, mm-hmm. I had a certain perspective as right. a 20-year-old. Right. And now I'm starting again new as a 40-year-old, but I have all the perspective and the failures and the wins. And yeah. from mm-hmm. I was like, so my perspective is so different. So it's going to be so different. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine when I'm 60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then it's like, I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. But this time I have, it's like you have yeah. two lifetimes of experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you say as we come to a close, mm-hmm. and this has been so good, but what would you say? What are what is one or two things if you could think and maybe I'm putting you on the spot? How did you get through some of those failures, losses, um, mistakes? Was there a key thing? I mean, perspective is a thing, but was there something that you're like? Is it positive thinking? Is it physical fitness? Is it maybe it's faith? You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What is it in your life that has helped you um, really get through those moments like dark seasons? Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. messed up. Mm-hmm. I actually failed. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like. Sometimes positive thinking, I love what you said, mm-hmm. maybe I just need to toughen up. Mm-hmm. Positive thinking isn't always the greatest because sometimes we just need to be like, no, you yeah. actually really messed up. You need mm-hmm. to own it, deal mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. live in it for a second. Mm-hmm. But you can't stay there. Right. How did you get out? Mm-hmm. How do we get out? 
You know, as long as we've been married, we've been believers, or shortly after we got married. And, you know, I, I personally can't... Um, I can only give credit to the fact that we've accepted Christ. Right. Totally. And that he has been the center of everything that we've done, to the best of our abilities, yeah. right? And, you know, you don't always do that well. But I think the aspects of his love... His Holy Spirit, His Word, His people, community, wow. people around us that love us. Uh, you know, if it's hard, you go through the hard things, you cling to each other, you cling to your friends, you mm. cling to your family, you get on your knees, you cry, maybe you open up a really good bottle of wine in, in some cases, you know, whatever. <laughs> hey, Jesus did. It's cool. I know he did. Yeah. I know. So, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things, but, you know, Make no mistake about it. Uh, it's it's so funny, and, and I'll and I'll share this really really quick. So I woke up in less last night, and I just didn't sleep that well, and I was tossing and turning a little bit, and maybe part of it was thinking about this. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, it, it just there's this song that played in my head. It was it's called the Rescue Story. I don't know if you ever heard it. Pick the sound check. Who's it by? I, I don't I can't remember uh, the name Vic, of that. I need you to know. Yeah, the answer. <laughs> it is an amazing. It's a. It's basically you know you're my testimony, and I got in the car today, and I turned the car on and I left uh, to go get my stuff and I was kind of warming it up. Yeah. I got back in. I turned the radio on and it was the rescue story. Yeah. Song. So it went, it went from the middle of the night to the first song that I heard, wow. and I was kind of praying. I did I do BSF some some study, and it just really reemphasized the fact that my rescue story in every aspect of my life for me was my walk with Christ. Wow! And everything from my relationship to becoming a husband, because I didn't have the greatest model. I, you know, we had a lot of dysfunctionality and all that in our family. Yeah. And so for, for me to be who I am today, it's not because of me. It's because of his work, his people, his word, worship. All that, that stuff plays into, if there's any success in who we are, I would say it's because of that. And so I'll stand by that till the day I die. Well said. So, yeah. so well said. Well said. Yeah, there's nothing I'm going to add to that because I, I would agree. I mean, I think that you know, it'd be, it's never been about us, you know, I mean, as much as we want to, or I want to sometimes control, it's like, I can't imagine how people go through life, um, without having kind of that true North and having the Lord in their lives. I just don't know. Like I could, I could be positive for a while and I could be tough for a while, but I just could not manage through the ups and downs of life, you know, right. without him being there and him kind of, you know, taking the wheel. Yeah. So it's so good. I think what I take away from that, which thank you so much, yes. both of you. I mean, just so much wisdom um, coming so out of this. But I think in life, we either live for ourselves or we live for something bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this podcast, um, you've heard Jen and I say it before, and Jackie and David just said it so eloquently. Um, we recommend living for God. Mm-hmm. If I could just be honest, there's a lot of big things out there. There's nothing bigger than God. And I agree with you. I don't know how how people make it through mm-hmm. the long haul without faith. Yeah. Faith mm-hmm. in something bigger than themselves. Faith in Jesus and our mm-hmm. hope in God. And so, again, this podcast isn't about that. I know there's a lot of people who listen who maybe don't have that. That's okay. You're welcome to listen. <laughs> I'm choking up. You're welcome <laughs> to listen. Um, we're glad that you're a part of this. But um, I do hope that you do. Yeah. I do. If those that are listening, I hope that you find mm-hmm. what you're looking for. And in case you didn't know... It's God. He's mm-hmm. out there. He's with you. You know, I say this a lot of times, and it's no, it's no secret that we're pastors. 
even when we weren't looking for God, he's always been looking for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the fact that you put all of your success, everything that you are, which you're just such an inspiring couple and in individuals mm-hmm. alone, that you're like, it's faith in God. I just think that's awesome. And it's amazing. It's inspiring to me. Yeah, so. thank you. Thank you for your honesty on just so many things. Honestly, there's like 5 million questions I still have and we don't have time. So maybe <laughs> yeah. we can bring you back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but because, can I ask one quick question? Yeah. Um, it's probably going too far or too long. But I, okay, real It's quick. our podcast. We do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's your favorite thing to do as a couple? Just for fun. Just sex. For, just for fun. Like what? Like if? Okay, we all know sex is part of your your life. Okay, yes. but besides that, what are you just like? Oh my God, this is what we love to do. You know, we talk about this sometimes with our even our young marrieds, and we say, you know, plants talk about the perfect date. Like just you know, think about it from the morning to the end, and just write down what would be the perfect date. And for us, it's so simple. Always like it would start with what? Wine. No, in the morning. We start with sex. Yeah. Yes. Got him. Yes. Finally. Then it would go to. Coffee. What? Coffee. Coffee. Then coffee it would go together. to breakfast. Sex. Oh, no. sex. <laughs> that, was, that, that, was for, that was for Billy. No, that was for no. Billy. It would be a very simple day. Yeah. I and mean, it would be I breakfast. There would be, be a, a hike or exercise hike, or something kind of cool. something warm. I mean, we love the ocean together. We love walking the ocean. Yeah. Wait, what we is would... a recipe for sex? So you're talking yes. sex, sex, coffee, yes. breakfast, sex. workout, sex somewhere else. Yeah. Sex again. The beach. Happy hour. With sex. And then a then a really great dinner with a great bottle of wine. Yeah. Movie followed up with sex. You just got done listening to this podcast. Go do a few of those things. So if you thought this was a Christian broadcast, you were wrong. (laughs) Hey, yo, God admitted sex. Oh, cheers to that. Hey, thanks for listening to Coffee Talk. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.